Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boom. We are smashing through these, ladies and gents, but we are not quite done yet. Oh, no. One more chat for you today. And that is with Olivia Mace and Ishani Perimpanayagam. Olivia will be performing in two pieces, one of which she has written, The Mad Maid of Kent, and the other completely improvised with Ishani. Olivia is an actor and storyteller, a writer and improviser, a musical improviser with multiverse, and she also performs as a musical stand-up artist with songs such as Hipster Hop, which you can find and will find and be entertained by on YouTube. Trust me, it's worth checking out. Go and have a look. Um, at Hipster Hop on YouTube. That's by Olivia Mace. Um, Ishani is a fantastic musician performing as a soloist, a song accompanist, a chamber musician and orchestral pianist. Ishani is pianist of the Del Mar Piano Trio and company pianist of Rambert Dance Company. She was assistant music director for the Royal Opera House West End Transfer of Wind in the Willows and she is currently performing with Piano Circus and Showstopper, the improvised musical. So Olivia and Ishani will be improvising Blinkface, which I will now let them try and explain to you. Enjoy. Hello, Olivia. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got 15 minutes to, right, okay. to, to get this out there yeah. um, for the Caravan Shorts. This is my first one. Oh, wow. Um, so thank you for, for coming out here to thank see me. Thank you for having me. Um, so we'll start off with... Who you are? So who the hell are you? Uh, who, who am I? Ah, so yeah, mm, I'm an actor. Correct. And uh, that was my main thing for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, then as is the case when you're an actor, you need sometimes to fill your time mm-hmm. with other things when you're in between job, when you're resting. Absolutely. Because uh, it's not very restful at all. So <laughs> you have to get something to get the money in the bank. And one of the many jobs I did was... Um, as I was saying, I was a, I'm a Globe storyteller. Yeah. So I work for Shakespeare's Globe, and uh, I do these one-person versions that are like storytellings of the plays. There's a few of us that do it, and uh, it's it's an amazing thing. You're just telling the story of Henry V or whatever to a group of students, usually or families in the in the theatre, and it was doing that and kind of coming back to my roots of what acting really means yeah. just reminding me that all you are really doing is telling a story yeah and um the mad maid of kent which is the the mini play that i've written yeah um is essentially this woman elizabeth barton telling her story to anybody that wants to come and listen yeah yeah great so and is that your that, that's a piece you've written yourself um, where did the idea come from for the Mad Maid of Kent? Is it because when I was reading the blurb or whatever yeah. you call it, it, to me I was like, is that a true story? It is. It's it is. A, yeah. Well, basically, she pops up in a few bits of history things. Like she was a real woman um, in the time of Henry VIII. Yeah. She pops up in Wolf Hall. Right. And when I saw her pop up in Wolf Hall, yeah. I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so basically, she was just a, a, a maid who uh, had had 
fits, which we would now think they probably was epilepsy. Yeah. But they didn't know about that in yeah, those yeah. times. And she started to make prophecies, and a lot of them were just complete nuts of random things, and they didn't come true. And then <laughs> one of them did. She made a prophecy that a child in the in the town would would die, and the child did die. Jesus. But to be fair, like this is the 1600s. Yeah. I mean the 1500s, where you know people were it's dropping possible. dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> plagues all the time. But she managed to make a real prophecy, and just through somehow the art of. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, somehow through the art of bullshit, she yeah. just sort of built herself up and people started to come to her for advice and uh, priests started to come to her for advice. And what? I know, she just she couldn't read. She was an illiterate maid. She got uh, a priest called Richard Masters came and made her uh, a nun in Canterbury. She um, More and more of these kind of high-profile people came to listen to her prophecies. And eventually, King Henry VIII started sending people to hear what she had to say and kind of using her as a propaganda kind Holy of tool. Hell. I know. And she got a bit big for her boots. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she did. Where one of the many prophecies that she saw was she saw King Henry in hell for um, ending the, the Catholic Church and saying he wanted a Church of England. So she let rip about that and made oh this massive God. prophecy about how he would go to hell for it. And that was like when she finally pushed it too far. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but basically, she pops up, this character pops up in Wolf Hall, and I'm like, what an amazing person. So I Googled her. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God. I mean, if you Google Elizabeth Barton, you look it up on Wikipedia oh, and well. stuff, but there's not much to know about her. But what you do know is pretty epic. And I was like, there must be a film of this. There must be a play of this. I wonder if I could... Ah? That's it. Do you want to answer it? Uh, no, carry on. Okay. <laughs> so I thought... There must be a play, there must be, you know, this must exist. And I couldn't find it. Maybe it is out there, but I couldn't find the play or the movie or anything of this woman. And I just thought, I just really related to this idea. Because I'm a, I'm an actor and I'm an improviser. Yeah. And that, that's what we do. It's yeah, that, yeah. that human thing of just stepping up and going, yeah, I can do that. And she just kind of tried her luck and got bigger and bigger for her boots. She blagged and just it. Kept blagging. Yeah. And I just imagined her... Just seeing how far she could go. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. Um, and she was um, hanged. And oh, uh, I don't know if you know, but in the Tudor times, they uh, people who'd committed serious treason would have their heads cut off and put on the London Bridge on yeah. spikes as, wa- as a warning. Yeah, yeah. She was the only woman who whose head was put on the London oh, Bridge. Oh, I see. Wow. So because Lizzie had this understanding of being able to see into the future, yeah. I kind of imagined how it would be if she could pop into the future in a caravan at the Vaults Festival. Amazing. And sort of just let everybody know how bloody pleased she is with her achievements yeah. and, and let anybody who wasn't aware know just how important she is yeah, in, yeah. in Tudor history. Make herself known. And make herself known because the sad thing that Lizzie doesn't know is that she didn't go down in history at all. Yeah. Um, it was Anne Boleyn and um, yeah. know, women like that of that era that we all know about that the movies were made about. Yeah. But poor Lizzie died a martyr. Oh, thinking, bless her. That's a, that's a wicked story. Though. Yeah. I just thought she just deserved to have a chance to have another 15 minutes of fame. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, we have now been joined by Shani. Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for coming. This has been like the maddest hour of my life, I think, uh, which (laughs) says a lot about me because it it hasn't been that mad. Um, (laughs) But yes, uh, I've had, within the space of an hour, three 
extremely creative people have come into the, to my my flat and onto the podcast, and we spoke briefly uh, about the Mad Maid of Kent. That's right. With Olivia beforehand, and uh, and now we shall talk about Blinkface, mm. which is uh, still involving Olivia and also now introducing Ishani to the podcast. Um, can you tell me the idea behind Blinkface? Um, yeah, but Ishani can help me because I'm not very good at articulating it. So. <laughs> and also, I mean, yeah, you, uh, if it's going to give anything away, yeah, just... Oh, no. no. No, I don't think so because, I mean, the show's improvised. Amazing. So we can't give anything away because we <laughs> yeah. don't know what's going to no. happen. Oh, God, how terrifying. Um, I think why it's difficult to explain what Blinkface is is because... Yes, we don't quite know. It's it's finding what that really uncomfortable feeling is uh, when you get caught off guard. Right. So the title literally is taken from when a photo captures your blink face. Amazing. When you've blunk yeah. uh, <laughs> and and the, the flash is gone. Yeah. Um, and it's that. That's the problem, really, is that I'm not sure... That, I'm sure the Germans probably have an enormous word for it that's beautiful and perfect, but I'm not sure what the word is for when your stomach turns over and you feel hot and watched and found out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, so as far as I can tell from reading about it, it's, it's people, the audience, put suggestions in a box... Yeah. Or not even suggestions, things that have happened to things them? Things that have happened to them. So we invite them uh, in the few minutes before the show to write uh, a little bit of a story. They can write as much or as little as they want yeah. of a time they felt exposed, embarrassed, caught off guard. Um, and those are all going to go into a blink box. Right. Which is just, I've just, I'm just branding the name out there. Yeah, it's it's like, and they're going to come into our caravan, and Shani will be on the keyboard, and I will be ready Amazing. to sing. Um, and we will reach into the blink box and pull out somebody's story, and we will turn it into music. We'll sing about it and play about it. Good. And I think the big thing yeah. is that it's about finding the joy in that. Yeah. So it's it's turning that feeling on mm. its head and, and realising that it's something that we all feel and actually we love those things about yeah. each other. And ultimately mm. we can laugh about those yes. things and they're, mm. they're always the things that we do end up laughing about yes. once we've been brave enough to uh, yeah. expose it. Yeah, you know. and we're not going to identify anybody if they don't want to be identified yeah. but you know those those memories you have though from when it's happened to you and the ones where you sort of wake up in the night sometimes and you remember something <laughs> four years ago that you yeah. said or did or one of those moments and you go my god and to you it's the horrible thing yeah. but we're inviting people to bravely share those anonymously and when we turn them into music we will be as Ashani said celebrating them and yeah. exploring the the glory of them and finding what can be triumphant or beautiful in them. Yeah, that's great because it you know you could potentially be massively helping people out with these little things, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> Is that putting too much weight? Well, on it? I think putting. I think it's for me. It's very much about this lack of word. I think it's putting that experience into words and something that you can then relive and see. I think will make it more maybe manageable for yeah, people yeah. rather than just that oh, oh, I'm not going to uh, engage with it at all just yeah. having it yeah. just put out there 
very cleanly, clearly with love yep. and joy, mm. um, I think probably will hopefully make people think, actually, this is something that everyone goes through. And even though I do feel like that, it just wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously this is kind of handy because we don't know what the show is going to necessarily be each time you do it. Yeah. So I'd like to ask you how you sort of partnered up, how you created this this vibe of you know musical improv comedy. Is that something you've always done together? How, how long have you known um, each other, you guys? I don't know how long we've known each other. I don't know. It hasn't been terribly long, no. a year or two, I suppose. Something like that. Because um, I, uh, I mean, I was an actor mainly, and then I got sort of, I sort of stumbled into improv um, with... Francesca Renee-Reed. Kind of, is an improviser. She and I met each other, um, I'm sorry to say, when we were being Christmas elves. It was a dark time. <laughs> and uh, she said, do you want to come and improvise? And I said, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell that was. It's a good start with improvisation. Uh, it is, actually. <laughs> so she said, do you want to rock up and this is my troupe and we kind of make up musicals? And I went, all right, thinking, I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, I just had a go at it and uh, joined the joined the troupe and we're we're called Multiverse, and Ishani is um, one of our brilliant accompanists. But Ishani also, you are an accompanist for many different kinds of musical improv, and now I'm talking about you. That's and fine. At you. <laughs> but yes, um, so I came to improv a couple of years ago in a similar kind of a way. Someone very enthusiastically said have a go and I kind of went yeah <laughs> uh, and then had a go and I've been doing it ever since so our paths crossed with um yes working with multiverse yeah great and multiverse is musical improv always is it yes. yeah yeah cool um it is yeah, yes yeah, it is it, we improvise when we're, we're doing stuff with multiverse multiverse has a troupe there's a few of us but in a show it'll be five or six performers and an, and somebody on keyboard and we asked the audience where they'd like their musical to take place and we did one last night actually that was um and they said big ben um and we t told the story of a musical set in queen elizabeth's tower and I, I was the bell i i rapped brilliant as a bell anyway I've seen your rapping yeah oh yeah because i did hipster hop yeah um that sounded like a really gawky segue and it actually wasn't genuinely <laughs> no, wasn't all right. it was uh, my fault it was no you did but yeah. then it was just like speaking of rap <laughs> um i did a rap called hipster hop brilliant which um i stuck on youtube and i shared with friends in the world and i said show this to people i did this funny thing it's funny and robin came across it and she asked me if i had any ideas for anything i'd like to do for this and that's how Amazing. we're so, here today. So that, th this is your first experience with the caravan? Yes. Amazing. You've done the vaults. You've worked, done things for the vaults festival, though, haven't this you? This time around, yes. Yeah, so as of a week ago. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, so I was playing for Notflix for a couple of nights that were, that were on. That was great fun. Cool. Um, but no, this is my first vaults oh, This experience. is your first yes. caravan experience yes. as well? Mm, oh, great. Is. So how... Sorry, I feel like I might be going over old ground here. How do you know Robin? Guildhall. No. Uh, no that's... Through being asked by Olivia. Yeah. Christ. So uh, Robin asked me, could I develop something for the, would I be interested in the caravan yes. thing? And I was scared she wouldn't like my ideas. And so <laughs> I came into our chat with two ideas, the Mad Maid of Kent and Blinkface. And now they're both part of the uh, festival. Both brilliant ideas. But for Blinkface, which was originally, I did have the idea, but I didn't know how to make it 
become what it is. And of course I don't play and Ishani was the first person that came into my mind to ask to be, to create that with me. And so I'm really pleased I did now because we've sort of created the show together in and in it's, it's very much both of ours now. Great. Yeah. And can you, I mean, are you, how do you feel about doing this in a completely different space? You were saying you've never, never been in the caravan before. No. Is it, is that something that you think is going to be a, I don't know, is it going to hold you back or is it going to make it more interesting in some way or, or you just don't know, I guess? I think it's always nice as an improviser, um, however small the stimulus might be to have new things. Yeah. So I think it can make everything feel fresh. Cool. Um, rather than, you know, when you're making up stuff all the time, it can sometimes feel like you're kind of close to ground you've covered before in the past. Mm. So anything that's new for me personally is always great. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The nice thing about the caravan is it's more like a little shared experience because I'm because of my role at the Globe and because of the kind of storytelling side of me that I that I have. I feel like an, the audience is the other the other character yeah, yeah, in yeah. every show, Amazing. and they have to be a part of it. Um, it's very difficult when you're on a stage and the lights are separating you to kind of have a, have that relationship. Yeah. In the car- in a caravan or in a small venue like that, they are part of it. They yes. are with us. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. But w- we really want them to feel like this is a, a little experience they're having that that belongs to them as much as it does to us. We don't want to intimidate anyone. Yeah. Uh, or make them feel oh I'm audience participation. It's it's not that. It's something else. It's just a little joyful tiny sharing space. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I don't know. What's, what's the matter? I don't know. I'm pulling faces because I don't I don't know what. I think it's going to be quite intimate yeah. talking about that kind of subject matter so close. I think it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really nice. I think, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Blinkface and the Mad Maid of Kent. Hello, Rashani. Hello. Great. So <laughs> this mashup of, of people who have been coming to speak to me is amazing. Um, and I think the time pressure is somehow making it even better. Have a coffee as well. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've had one as well. I'm, I'm, I've had a few this morning already. Um, but yeah, I just thought it would be nice. Uh, you're, you're one one person who I'm speaking to within the Caravan Shorts who isn't from an acting background um, initially. So how did you get involved in this crazy world of improv and actors and stuff because from what I read and I went to Guildhall and okay. you went to Guildhall as a musician yes. and you know that it it's not the most integrated thing when you're at Guildhall the music and the acting side because no. obviously we're everyone is crazy busy yes um so I always find it interesting when people do make that crossover and you seem to have made it in a fairly big way alongside doing really respectable music stuff from what I read uh yeah I guess so (laughs) so um it came about so I've been freelancing as a classical pianist I suppose for well since I graduated yeah however many years ago um (laughs) and I one of the I've always been interested in slightly more well just unusual projects and um I came across an improviser called Pippa Evans mm-hmm. at a particular one where it was a, a 
an art installation slash busking project. We were all being positioned in places and had to play a particular tune. Um, and Pippa actually uh, was my head girl at school, and so we knew each other already. Oh, right. And she sort of suggested that I should give it a go. And um, so one day I went to her house and we just made up some songs. And it is <laughs> terrifying. I had done some improvising before because I'm quite heavily involved in playing for dance. Right. So I've, I've oh, yeah, played for... for yes. Yeah. So um, I'd improvised for dance classes before, but that's um, much more of a... Uh, the dancer will set what, where the counts are and then you play something that fits. Right. So having something that was, we are... In a field, <laughs> go uh, was very different. But it, um, I had a go, and then all of a sudden, uh, I was doing my first gig. Maybe three days later, wow! And then Twitter got involved um, because they tweeted about it, and someone had needed a pianist, and that happened to end up um, with well, with me doing a much more high-profile gig that people saw, and it just kind of went from there. So it was one of those. Um, doors that was open for me and I sort of walked through it tentatively um, and before I knew it I was doing it and immersed which was wonderful really yeah um not really having the time to think about it and just basically literally it's I suppose the way I got into improv was very improv in that I just said yes yeah, a yeah. question would come at me I would, yes I'm for it yes that's fine. it that's, what you got so that's, that's how I ended up in improv amazing it's so cool and and uh, I mean t- to be involved with so much of of this kind of thing must be is it quite I guess you did you ever expect to be doing this kind of thing no I am as well in pretty much all my other work um I take so much pride in being really prepared yeah I do a lot of practice yeah yeah. a lot of listening and if it's a song I'll translate it and work out the meaning and all the rest of it so making something up on the fly would never have been something I yeah, thought yeah. I'd end up doing and I can't pretend there isn't a part of me that when I when I'm hat changing and come from somewhere where I've been reading music where I sit down and there's part of me going where's where have you put my music anyone <laughs> um so it's it's definitely not somewhere I would have thought I'd end up except that I love playing with people and I suppose the thing that I feel generally strongest at across the board is responding to people yeah and so yes i'm used to doing it with another part another player who i know and i know what they're about to play or sing but this is about watching someone's face and guessing what they're about to sing and getting that mood right which i absolutely love yeah that sounds really really quite fun well and when it works it's just the most you feel both like a superhero and like you've shared something so intimate yeah it's it's a wonderful feeling. Amazing. And can you see yourself continuing with this kind of thing into the future? Definitely. Amazing. Um, that's great. I I don't know what much more to say. <laughs> so I I feel blessed by the creativity that's been piled on me in my in my home today. Um, so <laughs> quick fire creativity. Yeah, yeah. From all these people coming to your home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, but. Yeah, thank you so much for coming and sharing. I know you're very busy, so thank you for doing that. Pleasure, thank you for having me. So Blink Face is the 18th and the 22nd of February at 6.45, 7.45, 8.45 and 9.45. Fantastic. (laughs) I'll be there at some point for sure. Um, Thank you so much once again. Pleasure. Cheers. There you go, ladies and gents. That was Olivia Mace and Ishani Parampanayagam. 
The Mad Maid of Kent, written and performed by Olivia um, and directed by Hal Chambers, will be on Thursday the 9th of February, uh, the 16th of February and Saturday the 4th of March um, at 6.45, 7.45, 8.45 and 9.45. And Blinkface with Ishani and Olivia will be on Saturday the 18th of February and Wednesday the 22nd of February at 6.45, 7.45, 8.45 and 9.45pm. You can follow Olivia on Twitter at LivMace, L-I-V-M-A-C-E and you can follow Ishani on Twitter at YPerinPanayagam which is Y-P-E-R-I-N P-A-N-A-Y-A-G-A-M So check those guys out, give them a follow on Twitter and go and see their show Blinkface which I'm sure is going to be mad and brilliant. Enjoy! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 